Except Number one, uh, hi ho. Uh, that's why I thought you said hi ho Hitler <laughs> at first. By the way, that's <laughs> 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 like, Kermit the Frog. Allegedly, hey everybody, welcome to Bros Bibles and Beer. This is podcast one sixty two. How's everybody doing, Zach? I miss Scott. God, Scott, a wall again. Andy, come on, two hundred. Two hundred. Two. What's two hundred? You'll find out. Well, okay. And <laughs> I what about you? Uh, I'm on vacation. <laughs> there you go. I'm a teacher. Gosh dang it. Jeff, you can't step on it. You know it's coming and you step on it. But I'm a teacher. <laughs> uh, yeah, so come on 200. I'm working 200. on it. I'm almost there. I just weighed myself the other day. I'm, I'm the heaviest I've ever been. Ooh. So I'm at 197 and I'm going to go for the record. How the, tall are you? Yeah, the Six, world five. deserves to know. He is a lanky... Six five, but I understand as a, um, as you know, a six four person that's dwarfed by Andy's six five. You know the weight is distributed well. So Hello, little people. To the average person, they think, "Oh, you don't need to lose weight." Proportional. But I know my body. I know what happens when I slouch and I have my shirt off. <laughs> I know what that looks like. That happens to everybody, though. Yeah, I am eight inches shorter than you, Andy. Yeah, and I am the same weight. Nice. Yeah. Well, I'm exaggerating a little bit. I might be like 187 or All something right. like that. But I was 194 fully clothed after a heavy meal last week. That's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. Since we're talking weights, I, goals. I hit 215, which I think also might be... Personal a, high? A personal high, although it's a complicated personal high. It's not all bad. I've been working out a little bit. It is on the biceps. Oh, okay. So. But uh, there's also some stuff I would like to cut out. But hey. Well, in the spirit of uh, weight gain, uh, cheers, gentlemen. What are we drinking tonight? Uh, Two-hearted, right? Hat tip to Russell Romish, the Southern California sales rep for Bell's Brewing Company. Rusty! Bell's Brewery. Bell's Brewery, the two-hearted ale. Uh, I think it's back-to-back, maybe even to-back, best IPA in America, according to people that rate such things. I know a guy who has a t-shirt that he wears every 4th of July that says, America, back-to-back World War champions. I, <laughs> I love yes. that, and I also hate that. Yeah, well. Different sides of me. My Jekyll and my Hyde, whichever one loves that thing. Man, he loves that thing. One of them I don't was, know which is which. It was against the Germans, so. Yeah. It's the good war, <laughs> as they say. <laughs> the good war. Oh, oh man. Uh, hey, wait a second. Uh, on a on a, uh, a personal, not a personal note, but we went with some friends last week to uh, Utah. You're not going to cry, are you? Ski and uh, no, but she the um, so this couple, the wife shared a story which I did not know that her her grandmother grew up in world in the World War Two in. And having bombs come and just destroy everything around their where they lived. London? Yeah, no, in Germany. Oh. And it also happened in London. Don't yeah. laugh at me. Come on. And she or her mother grew up was born in nineteen forty five. Uh the year the war ended, but it was just it was craziness, chaos. And she talks about all, she talks about how her, her, what her mom went through growing up in, um, a place where it's just the, it's just, everything's leveled and how people are just kind of 
getting together and trying to clean up and rebuild. And I, I just think about all the, like today, thinking about like the problems that people have and then her perspective of what a problem is and what her mom passed on to her as a problem. I'm like, man, that's, that's tough to, uh, I'm sure tough for her mother to have navigated that time and her grandmother. And then to just hear the story, which I did not know. Um, I didn't know she was first generation or maybe, I don't know her, maybe her mother was first generation, but, uh, yeah, it was just an incredible uh, eye opener to hear actually someone who knew and yeah. was a part of that time and that place. And I'm, I then my wife told the story of how I was doing Heil Hitler or something like that with friends, and someone said, "Stop doing that!" And uh, she's like, "Ah, Jeff, just like pushing pushing buttons. He's just joking around." Like, Jeff just pushes buttons by saying Heil Hitler to random people. <laughs> no big. No. What is no, somebody had brought up BLM and I went Heil Hitler. Like I actually did not say Heil Hitler. I just kind of had my Wow, arm, I feel like there's a, a lot direction. of context being left out yeah. and people are free right now to run with whatever they think about what you just said, which is a lot. So yeah, I joke around, but Maybe when just stop talking for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. When <laughs> set the set the next few plays out. When P- <laughs> but well, I do well, feel like I know how uh, your friend's mom felt because I've played Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah. yeah, me too. I can I can identify. Uh, in fact, I played the World War II version. Hold so on, hold on like Jeff. I was there. Before you laugh, he's got an incredible 5.1 surround system. <laughs> yeah. He's there. It's, it's like, like I'm there. he fought the war. He oh. has PTSD. Yeah. Ask Lindsay. He wakes up punching the air at night. <laughs> By the way, can you guys see this? Can you see the glory of the tan line that I have? Look at that. So for the listener, we got like a three-quarter sock. He's black. Nope, that's like a He's fourth. White. Uh, yeah. Like a, a mid-calf. And he has a brown and, shin. Yeah, mid-shin. And a white ankle. I'm going to go. I'm gonna go ahead and ankle. say that's an outdoor worker's uh, shin. Yes. And then let's just say a computer programmer's ankle. You got it. Yeah, this is uh this is the the mistake I made camping and uh sitting outside with uh socks that were pulled up a little higher because I was wearing hiking boots and mm. I was expecting to do a little bit of hiking, but instead I did a lot of sitting and drinking in the sunshine. Day drinking and getting the, burned for a long, long time. Well, it looks like it. Yeah. So now I've got the hardest you of got, hard tan lines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Yeah, you have ankles of frosty the They're snowman. Just, uh, it I, looks like uh, someone is like Frankenstein attached to someone else's <laughs> foot from the shin down. Uh, it's terrible. Well, considering that, you walk pretty well. Hey, hey let yeah. me go back. I never did say Heil Hitler. I just kind of... Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Sorry. Yeah, I just definitely. wanted to get rid of that. That's, I mean, allegedly. He's, he meant to say allegedly before all that. And guys, ladies and gentlemen... Uh, Here it comes. Jeff there has got is. something special planned for us oh, I do. tonight. Uh, but before we get to that, I just wanted to make people smile a little bit. I think people yes. deserve a yes. smile, especially given the heavy nature of Jeff's opening sequence there. We'll edit it all out. That was unplanned and without permission, in fact. <laughs> but have you guys heard of Kyle Dunnigan? Yes, I love him so hard. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> I have heard of him, but uh, I have not listened. Uh, he does incredible impressions of almost everybody. His Cuomo is spot on. Uh, pick a Cuomo. Cuomo's it's spot on. Rockin' chart show. <laughs> he does. <laughs> it's Governor Cuomo. Hey, it's me, Andrew Cuomo. He also does a great um, President Biden. And so I have a little snippet of one of his latest videos where President Biden wraps the fresh prez of DC. And you get you gotta see this too. Well, I Look was it up. Born and raised in Scranton, PA. Lifeguard by the pools where I spent my days. Till a dude named Corn Pop, who oh, wasn't that cool, started making trouble at the swimming pool. So I took a chain, <laughs> wrapped it around my legs. They're hairier than my other legs. No, not my, my black kids would touch them. Come on, man. <laughs> then I got on a train and moved to DC. Jarak Jabrama gave a job to me. I shuffled around. And suck fingertips. Made a big speech, kissed the boy on the lips. <laughs> They're showing what actual pictures. At? I wrote the damn bill. I hold the ladies tight and sniff all their hairs. First person American to fall up the stairs. Ran for president. I was a winner. Winner was me. Now I sit at my desk as a president. <laughs> not president. You know the thing. Come on. Get your face out of your ears. Uh, all right. Now... There have been so many good comedic uh, yes. stuff made over the last year. It's fantastic. So I know that was kind of <laughs> political. Sorry, audience. But uh, I don't care who you are. That's funny. It's funny, especially when you couple it with the actual pictures of the hair smelling and <laughs> Finger. uh, sucking fingers. And Biden is just a weird dude. Interesting guy. Also, one thing that jumped out at me on that video is... There's a picture of him from several years ago, and his eyes are blue. You can see color in his eyes. If you look at him now, there's there's nothing. Like, his eyes are dark. There's nothing behind his eyes. What do you mean dark? Like, like look at or? President now. Like, he's got dark eyes where there's not... I have a grandpa that passed away, but he's he had Alzheimer's and dementia for a long time. And I know I'm, I'm guessing Biden's not all the way there, but there's some mental slippage that I think is hard to deny. And you can kind of see it in his eyes, especially when you compare it to the younger picture where you can see kind of a, a brighter blue. Those things are gone, man. That's weird. Mm. Anyway, uh, yeah. make it that way you will. But Kyle Dunnigan is fabulously funny. Ooh, I like okay. his uh, character, okay. Craig. Craig is my favorite character of his that he does. It's an original. But maybe uh, maybe Biden is suffering from what happens in that movie, like uh, Constantine, the one with Keanu Reeves. You ever seen that? Oh, I have. Uh, no. Just you haven't bits seen and pieces, that? Never all the way through. Oh, yeah. Some people get the blacked out eyes there. That one's a, that one's a good one about uh, battling demons. Constantine's, I think he's a comic book character, actually. They get the gerbil eyes. Yeah. Hey, before you get that, Wait, I'm looking at Kamala, Kamala, Kamala. Just K- turn Cam up. Harris. Her Make eyes sure are red. <laughs> Make sure the volume's up on your uh, on your device there before you really like get going all the way up. Well, that's the thing with Apple. It, right. If you don't press play on an audio oh, file, right. it'll just turn the. Ring I mean, up. I'm just plugging in here. I wasn't even ready to you know do anything. Right. What do you got for us, Jeff? Uh, so I I have you're familiar with. Is Joe, well, we had, didn't we have Joey Svensson on? We yeah. have. Pastor with no answers. And Formerly Bad Christian. Yeah. And I 
he had a a conversation very recently um, with some guys, and if I could, it's Josh and Adrian from the oh my gosh, Dirty Church Kids, or I can't, I can't remember. <laughs> I like that name. Uh, oh, thanks for coming prepared, Jeff. <laughs> He so. talked to some guys about something. They were from somewhere, and the I am four conversation Oops, had topics in it. I know that much. Okay, so the the conversation he was talking to Jarak Bremer. <laughs> <laughs> the conversation, and this has been a common theme over the last year or forever, uh, and that is where. Who who gets in and who is not in for to the church and to the church or to heaven to church to in who do we allow to participate exactly. in right church business and we've had this conversation um, many a time I just to hear it from somebody else's perspective and guys that they they're just they seem fed up and sick of pastors who look at the person who gives, you know, a lot of money to the church and that's who they're shaking hands with uh, as mm. they come in or that's who they're having conversations with or that's who they reach out to and as opposed to like what happened to community. Community is the biggest is the biggest piece of um life in general. Are you saying but, rich lives don't matter? <laughs> right. <laughs> so anyway, I'm going to I'm going to go so this is Joey Svensson and he is he has a couple of guys from the podcast Pastor with No Answers. Right. And he is having a conversation with them and um I believe this is e- this is either Josh or Adrian from um this other um podcast um which I will get I hope it's called Dirty Church Kids. That's a great name. <laughs> I don't know what it means, but it, it sounds is something awesome. like that. If it's not taken, we're changing the name, guys. And it, Dirty made, Church Kids. And they made it very clear. You know, I'm up for that. They made it very clear. They're the are Dirty Rotten there Church it is. Kids. There it is. <clears throat> dirty Rotten Oh, I like kids. it less now. Because they went for the dirty rotten scoundrels thing. Uh, if it was just dirty church kids, I'd be way into it. All right. Well, that name's available. <laughs> but not to be they confused. wanted to make it clear that they didn't. They didn't name their podcast to say we're against church. They just and they're, it's not that they're rebelling against church. Okay. Um, so anyway, they are church kids. They're just the dirty rotten variety. <laughs> right. Here we go. I am for just people. Right. Like, like to, to go back to where we were talking at the top. I don't like. I don't care what you believe, as long as you're not a dickhead. We're right. cool. Just right. be cool. You can be and, a dick, just not a dickhead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't get too pointed on me. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it. In, 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 in saying that, like, there w- is this pun. shift in what traditional church has always meant, as evidenced by what you were just saying as well. Like, people have this longing for a community, and it's now less important that you align your beliefs, but more important that you're actually there for each other. Um, and we have a, a, a small amount of people on Patreon and through the Patreon, we have a discord server that we started because so many people would reach out in DMS and emails. Hey, where can we connect with other people who are in the DRCK stuff? So right. we haphazardly threw together a server, which we had no idea what it even was and watching them support each other. We should do encourage that. each other, like actually provide places to stay if they're traveling. It's, yeah. it, it just goes to show that if you give people a safe space, mm-hmm. And do what whatever within your power to keep it safe, right? Because you actually care about them, right? They will show up. 
Yeah. Uh, Page of the Lion, dude. Dave Bazan will show up. All right. Oh, it's just getting interesting. Yeah, well, it stopped with Bazan. He he was he was you guys know have we had Bazan? I mean, uh played a recording. We've talked. Yeah, we okay. played some and and he and he cried. The, the very end of it is he's like even Dave Bazan would would sit with people and commune with people regardless um yeah. if they believed or in his beliefs or not. But I found it fascinating because this is a this is a problem in the church where, or in groups where people have different beliefs, and so especially in the church, so you're not you're not in uh, because you do not believe in certain things, or you are identified as X, Y, or Z, and so the church really pushes back on you know they brought up people that are gay. Um, you know, if someone's gay, then, you know, we can't even talk with them. They're out of the church. It's, yeah. And, uh, that, that, uh, didn't really settle well with me and, and it didn't with Joey or anyone in the conversation. So I wanted to hear what you guys thought. People, um, people being isolated and and pushed out of the church, or not even being involved in community. First thing that came to my mind was there is church has seemed to be, and knowing a lot of church people myself, there's like if you hang out with them outside of church, it's it can be different than when they're it's Sunday morning and you see them at church, and I'm like, okay, I I get the the need to set it apart. What do you mean? In what way? Well, when you see someone outside and inside. A I know people that have certain beliefs about, let's just say sexuality that is relatively traditional, but when they're outside of church, if they are inter- interacting with somebody at a party or whatever, they're there's, there's like no boundaries. Like let's, let's talk. I don't care who you are or what, what you do or what's what, how you sexually identify yourself or whatever. But then there's almost like this, oh, church is separate. We need to be separate. It needs to be elevated to keep that riffraff out, you know, being a little bit generalizing. Right. And and I'm I'm like less and less inclined to think that's like just imagine the early church. I mean, obviously we have technology. We don't need to do everything we don't need to go back to house churches necessarily, although maybe that's an option for people. But Church, church early was like you just you interact, you welcome people into your home, and I, I guess there is. It wasn't so formal, right? May, maybe, and I know there's probably an argument for Paul being like, you know, there's definitely a separation. Hey, they're not they're not a believer, they're not part of a church. So I, I'm talking a little bit in circles and against myself, but I guess I'm just weary of like make Sunday good and perfect. This is where we are at our best, and so don't tolerate anything that we we might not like and then outside of church you're at a party I'll hang out with anybody and it's just like why is it so different the sacred and the profane well, it's a little virtue signaling there I think it should be I think the sacred and prof- the difference between sacred and profane is is less than it than most people make it I don't know if that made any sense but it did it's uh, a start uh, yeah but let's see what at Andy the very thinks. end you lost you lost me I think that there is <clears throat> I, I would not advocate for 
um, merging the sacred and the profane. I think the sacred has a place. Um, in the same breath, I think Jesus. Wait, was, Jesus, are you saying the sacred is those in the church? I think the concept of things that are sacred should be kept as sacred things. I think that that uh, like don't take communion if you're not a believer because that's actually stands for something. Yeah, I'm being way, way general okay. right now. Just okay. like at the, the most high level, there there are things that are sacred, sacred. which is it's good to keep them sacred. Um, once once pro, the profane is injected into it, it, it either weakens or lessens it to some degree, um, or disrespects it. I think that that the sacred deserves some some level of respect. Um, but Jesus was super clear on this. He said, "I." I came here for the sick. I came to heal the sick. I didn't come here for the healthy people. So I would reject the idea that uh, church is just for Christians. I think I think if Jesus were walking around here today, he would say, yes, church is for Christians. And church is also for people who don't believe yet or aren't sure what they believe or trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And and they should be there totally. just as much. The when you described the the conflict that people have though on a Sunday morning of trying to like keep all the ducks in a row, so to speak, and have a an organized Sunday morning, it reminded me of this uh, situ- <clears throat> situation that happened when I was in early in college, maybe in high school. I went to a Presbyterian church. I grew up in a Presbyterian church, and um, very conservative, like super super conservative. Um, and one morning there was, and it was downtown in Bakersfield. And one morning, uh, a bum walked in off the street cause it's right in the heart of downtown. So, you know, it, it wouldn't, it's not outside of the realm of possibility that you could just have some crazy homeless dude walk in. And you and, were very, very conservative. So everybody kind of unbuckled their holsters. Yeah. Right. right? <laughs> yeah. This is Bakersfield. <laughs> you got 10 seconds to run boy. <laughs> um, the, uh, but but it was very conservative in that, you know, it was, I wore my shirt, my tie, mm. and my dockers. Ladies had their Sunday hats on. Yeah. and So pretty. Um, and so maybe there was a guitar if it was the contemporary service. Otherwise, right. organ only. Right. Anyway, this, this guy's causing a ruckus. He's starting to make some noise and he's obviously drunk. He's not doing well. He's whatever's going on. Um, he's not fitting within the prescribed, uh, you know, guidelines that we all adhere to on a on a uh, a nice Sunday morning. And one of the guys, he was the high school pastor, I think, and he was like a former skater, a little rough around the edges, definitely rough around the edges for a uh, for a Presbyterian church, um, but sweetest guy. And he just got up and went and sat next to the dude and put his arm around him. And just started talking with him. Mm. And instead of like, I got to get you out of here. You're embarrassing. You're distracting. You're stopping the service. It was, hey, are you okay? Are you doing all right? Mm -hmm. And and everyone was uncomfortable. I remember being uncomfortable sitting there like, what's going on? This guy is losing it. And... And I think some of it is that we've we've uh, constructed in our minds a very narrow idea of what Sundays are and what they're not. And to your point, who should and should not be there. And so when something breaks that construct right. that we that we have, 
we're kind of like, uh, ooh, uh, yeah, we don't know what to do with that. I've been in churches where there's been crazy stuff. Like one, <laughs> one of them was they, it, they kind of had a little bit of Quaker roots. This was in Santa Barbara. What does the church name rhyme with? It rhymes with Anta Larbra Community Lurch. (laughs) (laughs) Andy just had a minor stroke. Yeah, that church was great. (laughs) But there was, they kind of had a little bit of Quaker roots in them. And so they would do a lot of things where they would say, like, they would ask people, the congregation, to like pray out loud at, at certain points in time. They would open it up to prayer from people who were there. And dude, I remember this one guy in the back and it's quiet, you know, everyone's got their heads bowed and this dude yells out, I just want to thank the Lord that I'm born of the seed of the free woman and not of the slave. And we were like, what is going on? Oh yes. What? And that's where like, I'm in college at this point. My buddy and I look at each other like, Oh, we turned to look like, what is, who is that guy? And we couldn't quite tell which guy it was, which is extra weird. Because we they kept a straight face <laughs> yeah, afterwards. We, it out. We, missed, we missed he'd finished before. I'm trying to do the biology on that. The seed of a free woman. I mean, I'm no biologist, I but I don't think women have seeds. It was, uh, it, I don't remember, but no one made a fuss. I remember that no one got escorted out and that was the reason I bring that up is that's two scenarios that stuck out in my head where you <laughs> you have someone who's who may be operating out of the the norm and uh and I I think in those cases it was a good thing that happened. I think the reaction was the reaction that we would hope not right get out of here you're messing things up for the rest of us Christians. Right. Another example of that is we uh, at the church that three out of the four of us, well, the three that are here, Scott, um, we go to this church and uh, Mountain View Church in San Juan Capistrano. I'll just say it. Uh, They have a decently robust program for kids with special needs. And a lot of those kids show up on Sunday mornings and they just sit front row, wheelchairs, whatever they need they sit front row and I've heard stories of some of them coming from other churches that had programs, but as far as like Sunday morning main church, it was kind of like, yeah, can you guys maybe sit in the back a little bit? Like it's distracting. Sometimes there's arms flailing. Um, and it's awesome. I mean, I, it's great playing in the band and just, I, I seeing unbright, like a lot of those kids, man, they don't have, they don't, I'm trying to say this without, I'm just going to say it. Uh, they don't have what I have, which is like a hyper awareness of myself and some vanity mm-hmm. and ego to go along with it. So I'm worried about how I am perceived. Yeah. And a lot of those kids, man, they don't give a shit. And they're just like throwing their hands up, yelling, you know, worshiping in the way they do with, without a care in the world. And uh, I'm in sin because I'm jealous of it. Uh, but the, the fact that they're, they're there, it's great. The fact that the church is like, yeah, you know, if people don't like that, they can find a different church. I love that. 
And it makes me sad that other churches are like, yeah, we, we kind of want to protect the regular people from, from people that are, aren't so regular. Yeah. And, uh, that's, that's a bummer. Well, I have a little, I have a little story of the first year or two that I was going Ooh, Jeff's got a spark to Mountain on View and somebody was, I'm pretty sure was asked to stand off to the side because they were a little too charismatic. Thanks for shitting on my point, Jeff. <laughs> but, but. Oh, oh, this was, a, oh, I, I think I know who you're talking about. And it's somebody very close to, I mean, very close to the roots of the church. So, and but it, when they were younger, I mean, you know, I'm like, I, I oh, was it a flag waver. No, 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 no. It wasn't a flag waver. That's what I was thinking. No, no. Um, because that's where my line is drawn. Get the flags out of the church. <laughs> just kidding. So, I'm just kidding. So, no, you're not. You know, people of. that have gone to uh, uh, biblical colleges or or uh, miraculous Christian schools, they. Oh, gold dust. They came back with very charismatic ways of worshiping. And how I, did that manifest? I remember people moving, just nice hands up, jump, jumping, you know, so oh. kind of like the the young adults that come that are handicapped that are sitting in the front, just they're flailing and yelling and worshiping and, and it's fun. And like, this is total joy. And I think, think back to then I'm like when I'm listening to your story I'm like okay uh, our church seemed very calm in terms of the charismatic way of worshiping um, and, and then when some of that came in we were this like per- hold and up yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. Nobody's, hold, hold up the church isn't there yet I, that's how I took it because someone I, spoke to them I think yes and and Yes, and I, I, I just, I can't imagine that they themselves, because if you're in it, then you're not even thinking about the church as a whole. You're just like, I'm worshiping, and um, it's kind of like um, uh, Pastor B at our at our church who will yell, "Amen." Let's go, you know. Yeah. And and people see that may see that as a distraction, but nothing is said to him and 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 nothing is said to the the handicap um people that come to our church and sit in front because we don't see anything wrong with well, that. He does wield a Gandalf staff. <laughs> And there was one time where he B. slammed it on the ground <laughs> yes. and put a spotlight right on Todd, and and they were like, "Okay, can you tone that down? Bring it." When he said, "You shall not pass," we're like, "That's a fire hazard, though, Pastor Bob." And if the marshal shows up, we're in trouble. People need to be able to pass. You know, I know some people get a little taken out by that, and I think initially I did, but now I'm I'm like, "Yeah, okay, I got to time it where I like go with him." Like, yeah, "Amen," but. I think back years ago where that was not things like that were, were kind of like, well, we're not quite there. And I remember being on the elder board was like, we need to kind of figure out what kind of church we are. I'm like, okay, how long, how long, how well, long, how long? It seems like there's two different kind of issues that arrive there. One is style stylistic. Like we all maybe believe the same things, but we choose to, 
you know, act upon them, act upon our beliefs or engage in worship in different ways. And those are stylistic choices. Mm -hmm. Then there's the other side of the coin, which is theological or philosophical differences. We don't believe the same things. And I think those are the more probably tend to be some of the more, uh, challenging points where churches would maybe be a little more direct in saying things like, Hey, it's not okay if you're here or probably where it really shows up is, uh, yes, you can be here, but you can't serve. Right. Right. Well, that's a question that we've asked before. It's like, well, what level, like, do we allow the, the gay or lesbian or transgender to greet people at the door? Uh, to hand out Bibles, to be- yes. lead the the boys and girls in um, the kids ministry. Yes, and yes, and that's where I'm probably I might be different than some mm, of you guys. Yes, and yes, it, it's like what at what level do certain people and you have knowledge of them get to get not to do something because the church is cutting them off at a certain point and pushing them away churches as a whole will push certain people away and then yeah. there are and then there are churches that will say everybody's all all in but i do have one more okay. clip i don't even recall what it's about but i'm sure it's the same theme so much prep i know oh, face id come on even though another thing that that kind of gets me riled up in a good way too is i i'm i'm sure you and the three of us i i would imagine that agree accent. with 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 how we see the church and the things that it. bother us and and i think there is a very healthy thing in calling things out and if people mm-hmm. want to think that you're anti i i i actually when we started bad christian years ago we were not anti church and over the years we became very anti church yeah yeah my pastor and and i you know one thing that I have loved about this community I'm talking about too is that I've had three or four very conservative mindedly Christian mindedly I don't know what this word but but basically saying hey I, I'm interested in what you're doing am I going to be accepted and mm. my my answer is hey if you know how to love people then your beliefs aren't a problem, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. and I, I am even fine because I was there for so. That's interesting. Is that, is that true? I mean, for you guys to a point, there's a point. I think we all draw a line. As long as you love people. No, generally. Yes. But I mean, how is the how church? The love? Place, I mean, how, is the church the place for that? It should be right. I, I think so. I mean, it, uh, people's definitions will vary, but that's why when it's Scott here so badly. I don't guys, think it. I don't think it. I don't think it's the only thing that matters when it's at church. I think you can yeah. have that in lots of other yeah. places. Okay. Yeah. There's boundaries everywhere, and they're gonna they're gonna vary. But when it comes to, you know, Christians have this thing that they th- think the world needs, but there's like, hey, you know, everyone needs Jesus, and you got to come to faith in Jesus. But yeah. You can't, you know, don't come to our church until you got all that other shit worked out. There's a lot of churches that are like that. And that's, that's not what he's saying though. Um, he's, he literally said, it doesn't matter what you believe as long as you love people. Right. And my, my it's argument almost like to that set would, it aside. My argument to that would be, that sounds like you just have like a, a volunteer clinic or something 
or uh, or some sort of just general community help hotline that you're going for, which is fine, which is great. But there's nothing, as you said earlier, sacred. There's nothing sacred about well, it. Well, there's 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 no uh, there's no spiritual religious belief there. So I would I would say that Jesus again was like, here it is: love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love, but, your, love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah, and I think a lot of people, it's almost self-selecting. People that want to just care about people, but they don't have a faith or are not interested in that, they're generally not going to go to a church and try to get involved. Yeah. And so, but I'm reminded of Paul talking about the doctrine having, you can have all the best doctrine, but if you don't have love, it's it's bullshit, my paraphrase. Sure. And so that doesn't mean that doctrine doesn't matter, but the doctrine better flow through the love. Otherwise it's, it's, it's nonsense. Well, he doesn't give the, he doesn't give the reverse too. You can have all the love uh, or whatever. Yeah. Like he, yes, they're both required is the point, but he doesn't, that's an argument from silence, you know, because he doesn't mention that is not as, I don't know. Well, you, but if you add in Jesus comments and it makes sense and Paul knew Jesus, the words of Jesus, right? So Jesus fills in the blanks for you there. Yeah. Jeff. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. But I, I think. What did Jesus to, say? What are you referring to? I'm sorry. Two, the the two commandments, most important. Oh, yeah. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Right. So m- those would definitely imply like a theological and emotional, right. spiritual connection to, to God. And love your neighbor and love as your yourself. Neighbor. Yeah. yeah. So it's, he puts those, he ties those two things together. Um, but I think it really comes down to what, what are we trying to say here? Like, is the question, are those people allowed to attend your church to that point? I would say, yeah, yes. totally. Come on. You don't believe yet. This is Jesus asking, saying that he came there for the people who were sick. Those are the people who need to know Jesus, who need to learn and, and need people who love Jesus to love them mm-hmm. too. Right. Um, it is. Uh, are you, are you, I think where it gets challenged is, is that person trying to be a representative of the church? And so in some ways, when you sign up to serve, it, it can be perceived. There's, I mean, there's probably varying degrees of it, right? Like I could volunteer to pack some boxes for the homeless and probably no one's going to be like, uh, can I see your statement of faith? like that's not gonna happen but if you're like hey i really would like to step in and start like leading the uh four and five year olds i could see actually that statement of faith being requested at some churches but continue it it could be maybe i don't know but but my point is like let's let's just use our church for example like that that definitely wouldn't happen but if you said hey i would love to be able to serve and uh and help out here so i'd like to i'd like to lead the the sixth graders then we would be like okay so that will involve some teaching and we do need to know what you believe and what you believe. It, it does matter that it aligns with yeah, the things that we Here's what believe. we are about. Yeah. And are you going to, are you about that as well? If you're not, if that's you, okay. Also, if you're a drunk, you, we, we can't have you leading the kids right. ministry. At least not while you're drunk. <laughs> right. I I mean I, okay I agree with that <laughs> okay I mean. let me uh let me uh continue oh you got more okay uh, well it was the rest of this clip I think I might have gone back too far well 
then your beliefs aren't a problem, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. and I, I, I am even fine because I was there for so long. I'm even fine with someone saying, look, look where I'm at right now, I love gay people. I'm not homophobic. I just think the Bible doesn't say it's okay. Like for me to not love that person is not honoring the same journey that I was on mm. in the same place where I was. And so I don't expect a gay person to be okay with that. Although I do know a lot of gay people who are very understanding of that because a lot of those gay Christians thought that that was wrong to yeah, themselves. Yeah, yes. <clears throat> but as long as someone is, is willing to love and, and that's, that's what I'm really loving too, because it's, it's crazy. It's like, it's almost like white and black churches, like progressive and, and conservative Christians. We don't fellowship together. Like we're scared mm -hmm. of each other. Like mm -hmm. the progressives, we think the conservatives are all hate filled bigots and that's not true. And all the conservative Christians think that all the progressives are going to hell and are speaking heresy. And it's like, yeah. man, I love a space where, where we can kind of all be together. So it even more I've, I've seen on the progressive versus conservative. I forgot the pamphlet. I got this pamphlet in the mail. I get them every month. I don't know how. I got on the mailing list for Answers in Genesis, which is Ken Ham. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. The, the uh, creation research guy. I got that once. He built the ark? The he built That's the ark. Yeah. And the cover, I was going to bring it in, but it's it piggybacks nicely on this. Like, you read that cover, his opening, it's warning against the new progressivism in Christianity. And I've heard prominent conservative Christian YouTubers basically say outright and he, Ken Ham is kind of hinting at that a progressive Christian is more dangerous to your children or to your children's faith than an atheist. And I can see how he would come to that conclusion. Now, having said that, because just, an atheist, you just can to identify. put you guys in the spot. Like I think I don't like the label. I, I don't wear it myself, but I think if you talk to me long enough about what I believe about the Bible and God and salvation, I would probably be considered a progressive Christian. Which is why I don't let you around my kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, so I'm talking to Jeff now. Uh, what, like, is that something that you you guys think are worried about or think about? Like, I, I get how you could see that, but like, I want to tell my family, like, do you, because my family is pretty conservative theologically and there's a lot of like, be careful of like liberalism in the church. There's kind of hints of that. Just, and I'm like, you're, you're talking to me right now. And like, if you would just understand that, yes, I'm liberal theologically by most accounts, but, uh, does that make me dangerous? I know that's different than what he was saying, but it just, it sparked my mind. Do you guys think I'm dangerous? Go ahead. Dangerous for the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I do not see you as a whatever. I hate titles. Like hearing these um, people saying here, that yeah, progressive Christians know, are the enemy. I and I'm like, wait, am I the enemy? Right. N what if the people that I go to church with knew that I was the enemy? And really, I think it does. I mean, okay, I'm going to not even answer your question. Um, Thanks. Because, Classic. Well, I mean, I'm kind of going to, because community, like within community, as you said, like inside, outside of church, like maybe I just, I'm hanging out with this person, but hanging out with that person and then seeing them in church, let's just say they're, uh, they're different outside, or maybe people would, 
see uh, that person like, oh, you're hanging out with that person. And then, uh, then in church, like you shun that person or regardless, you love that person by being in community with them outside of church. And then inside of church, you're, you know, you're still in community with them and people know it regardless of their liberal, well, let's just say they are and progressive, whatever you want to call it. The, the believer, the Christ follower, the person trying to be as much like Christ as they possibly can is never going to walk away um, I mean, they may have moments. I do where I just you have moments where like I don't know if this is the right thing, and and then as you kind of come to your senses, like what would Jesus do? Jesus would be in it, in it to win it, to be in community with people and not walk away from anybody, regardless. Um, it, that said, there are lots of uh, there are lots of verses that speak pretty strongly against mm-hmm. those who would lead. Uh, followers of Jesus astray with their heretical ways. No, that I'm not. <coughs> Zach, that I'm not. So you are That's, addressing Zach's. Zach, he's pointing. He not only like one. He pointed all fingers at me right there, <laughs> multiple times. Multiple oh gosh, times. It's like a, I was like, I, I, like, like I was Street Fighter. Uh, like I was the uh, what's his name, the Emperor from Star Wars, shooting you with a lightning bolt. Yes. <laughs> you're, you're right. People can lead others astray. And I don't believe Zach is leading people astray. Certainly not. I can say... We can't vouch for all the listeners he's turned to Satan over the years. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Hey, anybody I've turned to Satan, let's go get a beer. Come on. Hit me up. Yeah. Zach at brosbottlebeer.com. Yeah. I think, I think that... Uh, I think several things. Number one... Were you talking in your Kermit the Frog voice there number for a Number one... Uh, hi ho. Uh, that's why I thought you said "Hi Ho Hitler" at first. By the way, <laughs> like, Kermit the Frog allegedly Kermit the Frog addressing Hitler. Once again, uh, I never said "Hi Ho Hitler." Okay. Uh, I think noted. I think we, on an individual basis, probably have believe less in common with people than I think we think we. Yes, we think we believe more of the same things than we actually do. Wait, what? Yeah, there's a lot of assumption. We going tend on. to assume that all of us believe. Oh, when you're in okay. on Sunday morning, yeah, that we believe more of the same things than yes, we don't because we're all in the same building. Yes, and so we we make these uh, assumptions in our mind that that we're yes, Jeff and I believe all the same things. Zach and I believe all the same. We're here. We're all here together, aren't we? Right. And and I'm receiving the things that the pastor's saying, and it's meaning the same, same thing, thing to me. Yeah, and it's aligning with my core beliefs. So, lenses. We look through lenses. I think that I think that in reality, if we were all like forced to write down exactly what we thought and believed, and on, that'd be the best on line by line. Then crumple, oh, man, if, then crumple up your paper and throw it all over, and then pick up somebody else's paper and read what dude, it says. We got to invite Who's this idiot. Dude, run that by run that run by, by Todd. Todd. Dude, uh, we got to invite Gal Gadot to come and bring her lasso of truth. And just sling everybody with lasso and truth. I'll, I'll be first in line. I think Andy looked at me like. I had the same thought, like, what the hell did you say? Gal Gadot. Okay. Wonder Woman. Oh, Lasso of Truth. My wife won't let her. Like, how, dare of you, how dare you? <laughs> how dare She's you? French. How dare of you? Does she carry She's around her white Israeli forfeit flag? I think the other thing that came She's to mind. She's Israeli? Though, yes. Yes, she is. Oh, does she speak French? Gaul. Gadot. I don't know. Is but it Gaul? I thought she was French. Okay. I think the Gaul of you correcting me on her name is just like the, the epitome of hyperbole. Whoa. <laughs> 
<laughs> I once had someone in college who really was trying to explain to me that it was epitome. I'm like, no, nope, that's epitome. Everybody, please, please refer to Wikipedia right now for yeah. the hey, last Jeff, 15 what, seconds. What's your favorite music, Jenry? Shut up. Listen, I have a number two. It was... Go to the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> I, listened to, I listened to Stand by Eminem right before I walked in here. Oh, nice. Uh, you gonna listen to Black Crab Suicide? Uh, no, go ahead. Sorry, go Andy. ahead, Andy. Sorry. The uh, I'm trying to remember it now. Oh, great! It was. Oh, yeah. It was not that, even prepared. That Paul himself also makes room for this, right? Like the the paraphrase is unity in what's essential, like the things of salvation, yeah. the beliefs of salvation. We we should always the big find things. unity in those things, yeah. and offer charity in the things that are non-essential. So, how do you choose to take? communion what is the style do you do a liturgical service do you allow the crazy people in like those sorts of things are are not going to affect someone's salvation and even paul even in the early church was like it's okay we can we can agree to disagree here and it's fine we're we don't have to argue about those things leave room for that i heard you guys were handing out little pieces of bread and grape juice uh just thought i could get some food maybe around here yeah, yeah, yeah take come all on you want. That stuff tastes like garbage. Just get get it out of the church. <laughs> Literal cardboard. Let's do some. Wait, did you guys run out of Wait crackers? a second. God. We have cardboard. Wait a second. Homemade sourdough my, and wine, please. My eight-year-old, when we're at Easter, he goes, what is this, cardboard? Yeah, dude. He it tastes like cardboard. said that. It tastes like cardboard. And listener, if you're listening right now. He spit it out. He spit the body of Christ out. Well, I'm not. It's not good enough for the body of Christ. It's not. He didn't. He spit out cardboard. That's why I went up and got the crackers from the front. Yeah, I don't know what that stuff is made out of, but it's not good. And then somebody told me, you know what, you probably have COVID. I remember being a kid though, and going back into the kitchen when they had like prepared them, or whatever, and I and there was a huge, full, giant version of the the cracker, or whatever that they use. There's yeah. kind of a typical one that's used in most churches, right? I don't know what it is. And I took a big old bite, like a huge bite of it. Yeah, and it felt like cardboard. You yeah. yeah. Anyway, well, I think dry. the kingdom of God. You have no responses. You'll accept both of my points. Uh, yeah, one hundred percent true. Oh, both your cardboard points. Oh, the Paul points. Paul was one. Yeah. What was the other one? I don't know. You weren't listening either. No, I was thinking of my next thing to say. Was it Peter uh, or John? That's not being a bad listener. <laughs> yeah, it was. Would you repeat that? Andy? Guys, I think the first the first thing I said was. In reality, we probably all believe the, yes, Venn, diagra yes. the Venn diagram of our shared beliefs yes. may be a lot smaller than we think it is. Right. I think there's probably truth to that, but then I would go back to what the the guys were saying about put beliefs, your beliefs aside. So you got 10 things you believe and put those aside. We can argue and talk about that some other time, but ultimately let's be in community, you know, like as you... Zach asked Andy very thoughtfully, uh, how's your heart, Andy, before we started this podcast? And I said, whoa, 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 hold, hold on. Hold it's too on. late. I'm past that now. Yeah. He doesn't care about your heart, Andy. Um, we'll get to it. But the point, I don't care about the point heart. being Ooh, that, that means I got to ask you about your heart. That ultimately we will come upon our beliefs and our thoughts and where we stand on certain things. If we are in community and we are talking about big topics and life it, those things will come up. And I had that happen this past week with um, some neighbors of mine who's like, wait, you believe in what? You don't believe in... And I'm like, yeah, I, I do not believe in evolution. 
I believe that God put a giraffe here, put a human here, put... And she was like, what? Almost to the point where like, we can't be friends anymore. But everything was good. She's like... Are you saying there was like, there was no giraffe and then boom, giraffe. Like finger snap. God snapped his... God put the God animals fingers. on fingers. the... God put the animals on the earth. All right. Well, I... Yeah, you guys were disagreeing about that. I'm sorry. Don't don't get I'm distracted saying God, by me. God I'm created it. God created it, and then there was the idea. Did, well, did they? The bottom. My point being is that we get to the things that we believe in in conversations if we're in community, right? We need and to enter should, into community. And can I? Yes. Don't. Are you going to stray from his topic? Well, I was trying to go back to like respecting your. My, thought he's already disrespected me. He's authoritarian. <laughs> no. As your six five frame looks down upon me. Listen, I'm almost two hundred pounds now. I'm a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> give me three more pounds, buddy. I'll give you three uh, more pounds. <laughs> Cut it off. <laughs> People worshiping together. Um, put a pin in that. All right. Andy had something to say with Jeff. Um, but uh, the. Um, People like being in the same like church and assuming things. Um, that's why, like, it's it's funny. Like the the centered set, which is like still going to be different depending on who. There's like centered versus bounded set where it's like look at a church's website and if the doctrine is super clear on a million different things about this is what the Bible teaches, that's a bounded set, and you kind of got to buy into that to go to that church. And that's fine. God bless him for being clear. Other churches are a little bit more vague because it's like, hey, a lot of people are going to disagree about those things, but we're here about Jesus. Uh, Jesus died for our sins and rose again, and that's about it. Like that's not yeah, it, but we that's believe like in the essentials. That that's the our essential. And even then, you could nitpick what that means to people. But in general, that leaves it more open to people coming, like at our church that totally disagree with each other about a million things that are super important to them and they'd have no idea. Sure. And, um, which is most churches, which is most churches. Um, but probably less as you get to the bounded section of churches, there's more, but, uh, I think that's good. Um, but like you're saying, Jeff, you, you, once you start having these conversations, it can come out and then things are reviewed. I, I lost my train of thought of like where I was going with the bounded versus centered set. I'm glad. Well, I do think the kingdom of God expressed through the modern church has room for the bounded set, the centered set. It has room for the flag waving LGBTQ plus Christians. Like you guys are welcome. Like we're wearing it on our sleeve because then people know what they're getting. It has room for the super conservative. Look, you know, if you're if you're gay, you can come, but that's not that's not okay with God. So, like, that has a place. I struggle to say that uh, because I would disagree with that generally, personally. But uh, I know I'm also probably on an island, but whatever. In this podcast, that's fine. But the the all these things are kind of working towards like different limbs of the body of Christ. And somehow the ball moves forward in ways that like seem incompatible. If you were to come up against somebody that was totally in disagreement with you, yeah. like say a progressive Christian, like 
there there's a growing movement of progressive Christians because it's there there's like more and more viable ways to worship as a progressive Christian uh, than there were than there was like 20 years ago. There's more communities. There's you know th- things are growing, and that's I think that's a good thing ultimately. But there's growing pains because there's a lot of fear because it creates new unknowns. And now I'm uh, doing a little bit of word salad. Well, it's not just about uh, a fear of different styles. I, I don't. I don't think when people tend to push back or say or have challenges around progressive Christianity, it doesn't. It it's less about oh, what do you mean you chose to wave a flag on a Sunday morning? It's more, hey, there's something about the core beliefs that you that we all share that I don't know if if we all line up with. So then don't go to the church. Yeah. Right, but if we're just talking about why there are people who have differences between conservative and progressive Christianity, oh, yeah. like I, where those arguments lie, my point is right. the arguments, the arguments are not about stylistic things. I mean, they can be, but they're not. That's not the core. It is no, but can like for somebody like me, I go to a church that's probably more conservative than not theologically, um, but I I don't take the Bible as like being dropped from heaven yeah. by God. I think the Bible was written by humans and bears all those marks, good, bad, and ugly. Mm-hmm. And of this progression of God's people, it's like this story unfolding, mm-hmm. a progressive story of uh, people's understanding about God and what God wants for humanity. Um, but I don't like, I don't say it's the inerrant word of God that's authoritative for everyone's daily life. Uh, I don't hold that view. So is there, but I believe, I believe Jesus, the, the living like Jesus and the power of agape love is the power to transform. It's the power of salvation and the power to transform the world. So there's a lot of Christians that would reject my view of the Bible, Mm -hmm. but yet I'm still part of the body of Christ. I can go, you know, worship with other people that because the Bible is not inerrant and I have a different interpretation about human sexuality or whatever it is, like I could find a place or people that are like that could find a place to worship with people that are like that. And conservatives can also have a place. Yeah. There's going to be kind of like a self segregating. Um, I think it's, yeah, I think that I didn't take your question more uh, along the lines of, are these people looking at like commingling? I thought it was more of looking at how do they try to reconcile a difference of beliefs. Oh, um, so uh, uh, maybe my, they in don't. My, in my mind, it's not as interesting. Like the question isn't as interesting to say. Do they? Does everyone have a place that they can go to? Like yes, right. There's always a church. There's some church that's going to line up closer to to how you feel comfortable when do you we go need- to church. Do but do we need so do we need to reconcile beliefs? Well, so this is the thing that I was going to kind of comment on Jeff's point, which is okay. I think we're at the apex of history where people are less comfortable than they've ever been with um, conflicting beliefs. Like I don't think I think we see it. I think we see it in social media. I think we see it in politics. I think we see it in our daily life. That no one, I think, cancel culture is a perfect example of why the moment that you believe something different than somebody else, it's not just, no one can hold those things in tension and just go, okay, well, we just, we just disagree. We don't see eye to eye. It is, 
I must crush you. But that is a very small percentage of people who, it's something that's being pushed by media and social outlets. uh, And there's a very small percentage of people that actually believe in all the junk that's out there. And so the cancel culture. Wait, wait, wait. You need to clarify your statements. So uh, I'll give an example. Of, Are you saying that you think what I described is not true? The so the um, heard this. It's a simple yes or no. Question. Heard this today. On, <laughs> I heard this today on. It was Dave Landau. I don't know if you guys heard, and he yeah. was with uh, Stephen Crowder, and he was kind of running things. But they went out on the streets or wherever they went, yeah. and they used staff to yeah. ask about lat, Latina, Latino, and Latinx. Yeah, and of like they asked tons of people just walking up. Hey. Yeah. And um, do you, you're, I can tell you're, um, you know, Latin or, I mean, what do you prefer? Latina, Latino or Latinx? And, and so Latinx is like, that's the thing. That's what people feel comfortable with. There's something very sensitive to that. Well, they went up and asked all of the people and everybody's, the women were like, what do you, what do you mean? Latina. That's what I feel comfortable with. What? And they're like, do you know what Latinx is? They're like, no, they're like, well, it's something that's on t- Twitter. You're right. The I vast, you're ultimately, about. it got to just one girl who was probably about 20, and she's like, oh, because of the transgender, you just want to make sure that... And so okay. it, it was... I get what yeah. you're going for. That's not what I'm talking about. Though. Oh, no. Can you remember the last time you had a civil disagreement on any social media platform? It's okay. You don't have to try to think about it because we know the answer is like almost never. Right, or, but there's a small percentage. No, no, no. That is the thing. That's why everyone laughs about the dumpster fire that is Twitter. Oh, right. Is because, okay. because everyone is out to crush and kill everyone. And that's why cancel culture is such a... It's rampant today. And that, that that's the point is that no one can hold a disagreement of beliefs intention. No one can say, it's okay for you to disagree with me. It is no, I will demonize you for your for your belief that is wrong, different than mine and I will try to crush you in any way whether it be on social media whether it be in standard traditional media or in person or whatever like we we can't just go okay I get where you're coming from we just don't agree yeah like that, I think there's ve- I think people I'm not saying in it pers- never happens. I think in in person people you'll have 90% at least 90% of people won't try and crush you they will have a conversation with you. It's the social media where they feel like there are like, I have a big wall in front of me. I'm not human. I get to say whatever I want. I agree that it's easier there for sure. I don't agree with your 90% in person, but I agree that on online, it's super easy because, because how, what there. do I mind? What am I risking from, right. a, from a distance? I can flip you off and it doesn't matter. What are you going to do? And right? you oftentimes are hiding behind an anonymous like avatar that's, that so you can yell at somebody anom- anonymously. But I think we just went through a year plus of examples of people acting in very uncivil ways, effectively saying, we don't agree with what's going on here. We don't agree with what you agree with. Most females or most males? I don't know. doesn't no. matter. Just period. I'm I, just saying like... I, I, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't... I don't, I don't know about that, but... I don't think it sees a gender... Yeah, I Maybe think I think it is. You're you're right, Jeff. I think in that the average 
Twitter person that's going to battle over culture war stuff on Twitter goes to the store and probably smiles at somebody that they have, they don't know that they like in public, they act very differently than they do online. That's probably true for most people. Um, but there is this bleed in to like, there's like, we're, we are like segmenting into groups more than ever, like in group versus out group. And that's, that's not a tree that's going to bear good fruit. And I think we're, we're right. seeing it and I'm hopeful that it's kind of a pendulum swing away from like uh like a, a just as pure individualism can have its own problems and there's this like new understanding over the different people's struggles but I think the pendulum swing is like way into like oh you're part of this group and you're part of this group and that means this and you're part of this group you're a sure. conservative christian you're a progressive christian and people are be- being being we're almost being trained. We're we're less likely to, like you said, Andy, tolerate or just well, come in, come in contact with another. It's a problem to hear something at like the fact that Andy has an opinion that differs from me. It's like okay, Andy's got that opinion. I struggle to think of the last time that I saw two people in some in some forum who vehemently disagreed. And, and didn't did, walk away enemies and were, were civil to each other right. and re- and like was point counterpoint and said, oh, okay, I like, I'm attempting to see things from your angle. Right. It, it, it is you're wrong. And because you're wrong, you're a terrible person. And, and it's not just that I disagree with your ideas, but I think you're a terrible person. So it is that if it's that process of demonizing the other person. Yeah. Civility has left the building. In our society. So great examples, right? Anytime you take someone like a Ben Shapiro who will go to a, yeah. a college campus. Right. And uh, This episode is sponsored by gold. <laughs> Just gold. You need to diversify your portfolio. If you're not doing that right now, then you're making a mistake. I really don't. Anyway. Uh, but, but countless times, right? He would get shouted out and screamed at by people in the audience. And he would, tr- he would attempt to engage them to a point that he's like, piss off and flip them off and like right. just, but but those are great examples that's in person crowder does that too right he'll show up with a change my mind i actually really love his i've seen this series where he's like i believe x change my mind and he will try to maintain civility and you have people screaming at him from the crowd yelling right obscenities just like fuck you man and he's like, come here. I would like to talk to you. Come and talk to me. Come sit down. And then it's like, no, F you. They're like wild animals. Well, it's, but it's. They've lost their ability to be it civil. Is, yeah. And it is symptomatic of this, of the mindset, a societal mindset. It's the real pandemic. It is, it is culture. Our culture has made that shift. And to your point, Zach, maybe, hopefully we can, we can rectify that and the pendulum will swing the other way. But we'd be foolish to think that that doesn't show up in the church in some ways. And we've got the ultimate force multiplier involved, which is eternal destination. When what you believe can have an effect on your eternal destination, I think that's the ultimate force multiplier. And that's why you got to keep me away from your kids, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Uncle Zach's okay. Just don't I was just listen focused too close. on how you were holding your arm. Just seemed to be. That was my uh, left hand. Oh, oh, so you. Yeah, don't read into that. Okay. All right. Human knee. Heil Ho. 
right? Wait, what are you Just talking about? Just too many. It's too many. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I have nothing else on the uh, the guy on the, that but, podcast. But that but leads to... What? That leads to... I mean, that's... Good like, conversation. You know, it does. But, like, the idea of, like, come to Jesus or else you have... Like, that's a, that's a big deal. And that's where... That's where like spiritual abuse lies. People coming out of churches that were so like really believe that. I think most Christians don't really believe in eternal hell because they're not out there like Westboro Baptist Church saying turn or burn and God hates fags and protesting things. Those guys, there's like 40 of them, maybe even less. There's like, but they get so much news coverage. Um, Those guys, like they actually they're putting their money where their mouth is yeah. in terms of their faith. And I think a lot of Christians should probably examine, like, what do you believe about the nature of God? So are you just going to, if you believe God has a plan for salvation that that leads some people to go to heaven forever, other people to go to hell forever, but you're not, you're not walking the walk, like that's, there's a lot of cognitive dissonance there. But that's why there's, for some churches, there's so much like, we need to be super careful. We can't let wolves in. Don't let wolves into the pen. And that's a natural instinct for protection. But I think for a lot of Christians, it's let's let's just re-examine that. I think there's a lot of people you see as wolves that are just trying to do what's right and are trying to follow God in their own way. Yeah. And there's also a lot of people who are really hurt and really messed up. Yeah. And, and do have problems. And they need a place. And they need a place and they need a place that can that can be helpful to them. And, and I think that the challenge comes in the church of figuring out how do we, how can we help people and how can we be loving in a way that is, is also being loving to the rest of the people in our congregation. So, you know, someone who is drunk and physically abusive to those around them, uh, being loving to that person does not just mean that you allow that to just right. Okay, yeah. I'm picking a, a like yeah. right hyperbolic, of course. Like, Don't stop, Gary. That's just Gary. You know, he's loving in his own way. Yeah. Let him do that. You know, he'll 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 sober up. It doesn't matter what he believes. Let him <laughs> let him punch you in the face. Um. And that, and so yes, that we like. I think That's so com- funny. Common sense takes over. <laughs> he says we're all laughing. <laughs> It's because Gary doesn't exist. Uh, My wife calls me Gary sometimes, and I call her Deborah. How dare you? Gary does exist. Oh, wait. Forget it. You've said too much. (laughs) (laughs) Come here, Deborah! Wow. Guys, you just got an exclusive look at the sex life of one (laughs) Jeffrey Percival. One. (laughs) Gary Percival... Leibowitz. Like, Percival. <laughs> what's, De- what's Deborah's name? Now, do you start with Debbie and she has to earn no, Deborah? she's always Deborah. Okay. Deborah mm, Jenkins. Deborah when, we screw Jen- around with, when we screw around with people, we're just off on our own. Nobody's around. Wait, you screw around we're with people a, too? Restaurant oh gosh, or something. Worse. We're like, yeah, we're Gary, it's Gary and Deborah. Just, you know, it would literally get into conversations with people and be like, this is Deborah, my wife. Anyway, oh, continue. It, we were one hour and eleven oh, minutes. We are into the podcast, which is very important Nailed to Jeff. It. But Andy doesn't care about his heart. It, his heart on. Sorry, his, where his heart is. 
I care about that's you. a Freudian Andy, slip. I care about your heart on. How is your heart? <laughs> I care more about my knee. I've been having serious knee problems. I know what's going on. I'm getting old, man. Yeah. Don't say that. I'm ahead of you. It hurts though. I like, did ask Andy how his heart was, and I said it with a straight face, even though you know, I'm violating my Christianese prince uh, policy personally. And before Andy could answer, Jeff said, nope, save it for the podcast. So here it is, Andy. How's your heart? Uh, What do you mean by that? Well, well, anytime any Christian leader has asked you that, what does that mean to you? How's your heart, Andy? Oh, yeah. It means, are you masturbating? (laughs) (laughs) Does that bring your heart rate up? (laughs) Do you have any uh, secret sin we should pray for? We didn't put it on a piece of paper. Just put it into the offering. Yes. Yeah. Uh, secret sin. Pray for secret sin. Use that new fire pit you have downstairs and like made it, yeah. make a little mini cross and put a post-it note of that secret sin and burn that shit up. Burn it. Um, uh, Sounds like there's something there that we... Well, I feel general like low-level, low-grade stress yeah. all the time, which is mostly work related so it's like bruising on the body is that relatively new um, is it manifesting in ways that are new and different it's been different for the last like year and a half it's gone through it's been low grade stress sometimes more high grade stress for different for, for different different reasons yeah but um i mean it's more good than bad but what i would say is um uh, when when i react well to that i I'm, I'm, it brings me closer to God. Like I will look for ways to, to connect and recognize spiritual practice. Yeah. Just little things of two minutes of prayer meditation. Like I have the app that the pause app that just has you pause and do that. So if I'm not neglecting that, that's good. Um, but what I, what I have found too is just getting away and, you know, going out to, Casper's Wilderness Park and camping and drinking a whole bunch and reading <laughs> <laughs> has been good, but uh, but I I would say in general an unsettled. Tell the Bible got mm. written right, Zach. Yeah, go out to the park and drink a lot and read. Uh, yeah, but was, instead of drinking, it was probably mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a general unsettled feeling. Um, I sense that. Yeah, I sensed that when oh. I asked you. Obi Wan, there's a disturbance. Obi Wan's dead. Oh my God, he's dead <laughs> to me. This forever. Spoiler alert: There's a ghost. There's no force. There's no heaven. How dare you? I mean, talk- I mean, I mean, there's there's totally heaven. There's no Star Wars heaven. How, how <laughs> dare you talk about Jesus' father like that? <laughs> they both had robes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not by accident. He did self-sacrifice. Yes, he did. Laid himself up. Laid himself down. The ultimate story, the hero's journey. Continue, Andy. Yeah. I, I've, I've not examined this so enough to be able to give a really good response. Okay. So other than just generally unsettled and work stress like hangs, that, that, that low-grade stress thing, I'd be curious how many of how many people, what percentage of people are just affected by low-grade stress that they can't put their finger on the thing but they just recognize it's just like a, it's like rubbing a raw area mm. and your, and, and, and your, your life is chafed. Yeah. Um, now, yeah, often, often you don't, 
you don't know it's there sometimes. I bet you're right. I think a lot of people, a good portion of the population has that. And you might not, you're lucky if you know it's there because then you can try to like find practices to, to deal with it better. But man, oftentimes I don't know it's there. And if I go to the beach or something and I just am checked out, no phone or anything like that, and you're just listening, like all of a sudden, if it lifts, it's like, oh my God, I was carrying a bunch of stuff. Mm, yeah. And it, then it's like, it's magic of like, well, we need to figure out how to come to this place, if not in person, the beach, but be in a, let's, let's yeah. get into a healthy space to be able to, uh, handle things or orient our, our lives and our perspective in a way that allows to release some of those burdens, which is obviously easier said than done. Yeah. I think we as guys tend to be solvers, right? Oh, absolutely. And and so- I'll speak for myself, Zach. I don't know. <laughs> but when we- What? And when we can't solve the thing or you can't solve it quickly, then you need to live in that tension. And I think that's- And just deal with it. I'm yeah, ro- I'm rolling my eyes because I hate that. It's and it's really hard. And so I think those are like that's a lot of my life right now is like it. This is this is what it is for a while, and that's okay. And I've got and I've got to, or I've got to be okay with it. You've got to figure out how to manage that and find those those outlets. Yeah, I'm managing with alcoholism. Yeah, well, I'm on my way to 200. How do you think I'm getting there? I'm on day 373. 373 with at least a drink uh, every day. Alcoholism is funny. But I'm at two two drinks a day, so I'm really medium medium level. Uh, uh, what is it? Low-grade anxiety? If you're feeling, medium grade anxiety. If you're filling your 32-ounce big, big gulp, uh, <laughs> that's like joking. five Everybody's drinks. Just joking. Uh, only one drink when I'm teaching. Uh, and three with them driving. Uh, no more jokes. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I too feel that low grade, what you call it? Tension, low grade stress, stress in yeah. my lower back mm. and my, and sometimes my shoulders. It's my yeah. Knee. Yeah. It's my knee. And I can just feel it in my body mm. and I'm like, I'm not healthy i'm holding on to things are you sure it's not just because you're old af there is that too god you were gonna edit this out fuck off Zach. (laughs) (laughs) you're right it's just spiritual you'll live forever you waved at me yes jeff you'll live for move on (laughs) just get a better spiritual practice you'll live forever Uh, (laughs) what was that guy's name i'm glad we're editing that out yeah Oh, Ken Jong, oh man, yeah, hand motions, yeah. Um, well, are we consuming? I appreciate you sharing that, and yeah. Andy, I I invite you, and I'll try to be a more intentional friend. Oh, um, what's happening? To, to here? check in. Well, it's confession time. Uh, to check in and see what ways I can alleviate that. Um, as long as it's not sexual. <laughs> I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that. Uh, theologically when it Does comes it to really me, want but, to help you you know i'm not there personally so but seriously uh things are getting serious think Andy about he just took his glasses off he's like all right we're getting down in business well you just yeah guys have you heard he's almost 200 pounds he is imposing i'm working on it um he's so big uh, i appreciate you sharing and maybe next time you'll you'll have marinated on it more but i think this is one of the strengths of this podcast as we do dabble into the the super personal stuff and on that note oh yes i had a mini breakthrough 
Yes. Is this on what we talked about last time? Well, s- uh, about remember. you, about uh, you. No, not directly, okay. but I am definitely somebody politically, faith-wise, theologically. I'm like, oh, you, you're telling me that's the way it is, and there's no, there's no going against that. I'm going to find a way around that. I remember my wife um, went to a wedding shower, and my mom was there, and somehow it came up this old story about me when I was two something because I don't think my sister was born yet and I'm almost three years older than her. The one time I stayed at my dad's parents, my grandparents on my dad's side, we only stayed over at their house once because of this moment where, and I still remember this, which is weird. Do you guys have any memories of when you were two? No. Okay. I don't want to hear that. Did you say yes? Yeah, I do. I would say most people, lots. I would say most people don't. The fact that you say the lots is my Oh my God. But I'm two, and I still remember. I don't remember what I had for lunch yesterday, but I know same. I don't remember what we talked about in the last episode. Zero short term memory. Um, laying in bed at night, and Grandpa comes in to tuck us in bed, and he just like, he's like, "What are you doing in bed?" And I'm being nice. He he was like, he was scolding us. And when you're two, and my brother's four, oh geez, like get on your knees. We're gonna pray. Like you, you do not pray not on your knees, and it's like oh. So we got on our knees and prayed. Apparently, when I told my mom about this, this is the part I don't remember. I was bawling. Like it was. Um, oh wow! It, it it affected me in a way that I wouldn't be surprised uh, if so, if that was kind of a seed planted of like a yeah. little bit of like, oh, authority goes bad in a hurry, mm. and uh, I'm. It was when my wife told me this. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm such like a individualist when it comes to God and theology and mm. I want to like go the other way or like okay maybe you're right but I want to find something else mm-hmm. and I don't know it I don't know if I'm describing it well enough but to me it was like a light bulb moment of like oh my god that was a yeah. moment and that's why I remember that moment wow that's got to be so confusing for a little kid oh yeah because it's a loved one it's someone in authority and it's mixed up with trust and then representative the creator of, of the universe he's the representative of christianity at some level for you at the same time too and you're such a sponge at that age yeah, yeah. You whether you do? know it or not and you didn't see any pictures i looked like a sponge <laughs> your hair looks like a sponge tonight that's <laughs> for sure don't wash it the natural curls come out but my dad would always tuck wow. us in like he would just crawl up into bed with us yeah and kind of the thing i did with my girls when they're young and still today sometimes yeah, when they let me envious but, uh, you know, very nonchalant. We don't need to like, yeah. we're not doing any any religious pretense. We're just going to talk to God here. But no, mm. that was not the case. Anywho, but I, actually that was kind of a moment of like levity of like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. So this story came up again recently? Yeah. That's interesting. For some reason, they it was talked about uh-huh. between my mom and my wife at a wedding shower and... It is funny how I remember that. I'm like, man, I don't have a lot of memories of that age, but that is one that's kind of crystallized. Do you have a good one? Give us a good one, Andy. When you were two, you said you had lots of memories. Oh, I do. I don't know if they're good ones. I do. There's like details of parks that we went to. We lived in Portland, Oregon. And I would, I described it to my mom. I was like, was there this kid named Jack, I think that lived like downstairs. And she's like, yes, Jack was your friend, lived downstairs. I was like, did he give me a, like a toy car, like a silver toy car? And she's like, yes, he get, yes, he did give you a silver toy car. Wow. It's like, and we, we went to this park and it had a, 
it had like a metal merry-go-round and there was like a forest on the side. And she's like, yes, all these things are true. How do you remember all this stuff? So I remember those things. That's good. That's good. That makes me happy. So, yes, the number 11. Yeah. I, so the uh, couple I, we went to Utah with, he looked up the number 11. We went over to their house the day after we got back and he's like, so you guys had mentioned the number 11. So here's one of the definitions that keeps coming up. The number 11, every time I look at anything, I send messages, I look at a clock, there's 11, 11, 11. It's, it's just, it's nonstop. It's been like that maybe through, I don't know if this last year or two years, I don't know, but it says the biblical meaning of number 11 comes from my understanding that it is associated with things that would be considered imperfect a disorganization of systems and the disorder or chaos of things. In numerology, the number 11 represents higher ideals, invention, refinement. That's the exact opposite. Opposite, right. I'm like, <laughs> what the heck? That's like a. That's like somebody, like, uh, here, somebody. What's the source of that? Somebody with Deborah. I think there's a Deborah out there. Maybe, maybe with, a Gary. Maybe, you're right. Maybe Gary. Yeah. Maybe with your fourth fourth disc and your vertebrae, I just feel like there's some pain coming. You're gonna be healed. It's like maybe a cousin, maybe somebody from you're planet gonna, Earth. You're gonna meet a man. His name will be Gary. Yeah, they did a hell of a job of covering their bases. It, it yeah, is chaos and refinement. Oh my gosh! It's what's the source of that? El- wiki wiki something. Eleven. E E L E oh eleven like eleven eight but E L E V eight dot hello beautiful dot com dot com. Oh <laughs> well, that's your word of the day. Yeah, don't go there, listener. It's a porn site. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to end up with secret sin that you have to confess to somebody. Exactly. Hey, uh, what are you consuming? Should we do that? Sure. So much scrubs. Scrubs. Oh my gosh, we've never seen it. So freaking good. Well, you like the office. Are you gonna beatbox? Did you hear that one, Zach? Did you listen? The beatbox that I sent you, dude. You did not listen to the last six minutes of that podcast. I haven't yet. No, such a douche nozzle. Nozzle. All right, Scrubs. It's great. It holds up. It's so funny. It's the uh, I can't remember what I was was I watching that on the last podcast though. When we I think you, I don't rem- you did mention it. I think you I just started, scrubs. but I've gone way down. You're, I just like you're delving. Here's the level of scrubs that I've I've reached now. I've reached the level where I will lay in bed, fall asleep, or kind of be asleeping with my eyes shut, phone on my chest, and listening to it. As it plays on my chest, and I'm just listening. I'm now listening to Scrubs. I'm not even watching it. I'm just listening to it. Yeah. It's great, and it, it has one of the best um, bromances in the history of cinema or television. Whoa! Between JD and Turk, JD and great Turk. friends, and that's yeah. I'm holding up one of the best gifts I ever found. <laughs> if you search, it's great. If you search Turk in your gift maker. You will stumble across JD and Turk hugging and nuzzling, nuzzling. and embracing each other mm, in the, yeah. in the most heterosexual way possible. So I did that, and then uh, I, then I read a fictional book, The Silent Patient. It was a, a murder mystery novel, and I read it. It was three hundred some odd pages, and 
uh, read you do it, that when you got burnt? Read it in two days. Yeah. Read it in two days while I was sitting outside drinking and getting burnt. Very nice. I love me some scrubs. Um, on, on your inspiration, we uh, restarted that one. This will be probably like third or fourth go around. Oh my god! It's a great palate cleanser so at the good. end of the night. I've never seen one episode. It's All ridiculous. right. Well, after you watch, you're supposed to watch Thirty Rock too. Yep. You're gonna love Jack Donaghy. I no, I have you. watched a little bit of Thirty Rock. Give it a chance. That's with my fave. That's with one the older brother. What's his name? He's SNL. Tracy Morgan. No, no, no. White guy. Jesus. Nope, not Alec Jesus. Baldwin. Jesus yes, isn't in there. Alec Baldwin. Jack Donaghy. Um, yes. So I stumbled across a show called Louder Milk, and they're into season three, I think. It's on the Audience Network, but I think the first what? two seasons are on Amazon Prime. Is that from Oprah? <laughs> <laughs> it's Audience Network. Uh, but I don't remember his name, but he's the main guy from Office Space. Yes. That that gets hypnotized. Peter, Peter yeah. I don't remember the actor's name. He's the he's the lead. Brian Regan's in it. He leads, not Brian Regan. Oh. This guy is kind of a dirtbag alcoholic that leads an AA group. I mean, he's sober, That's but fantastic. he would call himself an yeah. alcoholic, and he's just kind of a jerk. But it's dark comedy, and Brian Regan is in the group, and he lends his comedic skills. He's a terrible father that wants to reconnect with his daughter. Um, but it, it is a pretty funny show and it's, it's kind of off the beaten path a little bit, but it's, um, it's great. It's the, the writer is one of the Fairley brothers of Dumb and Dumber. Ace oh, Ventura. Yeah. I don't know if it's Peter or Bobby or if those are in fact their first names, but it is a Fairley brother. And so it's got a little bit of the comic sensibilities of that, but it's, it's kind of like a serious comedy. Um, Okay, that it's kinda, worth checking out kinda, if you're into yeah. alcoholics um, and people struggling with uh, dealing with that in funny ways. It sounds like so the, Far, the Farley brothers did "Oh Brother Where Art Thou?" and that was a fun. That was a that's the Cohen brothers. Oh, was it? Yeah, uh, same. Which difference. is a great no, not really great <laughs> Cohen brothers. Are, <laughs> Sorry, I think I'll cut above a little bit. But <laughs> yes, oh, I love "Oh Brother Where Art Thou." All right, we're right. there. Sorry. Uh, I love that too. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> uh, well, thank you. Uh, never seen, never seen Scrubs, and I uh, don't think I'll be watching. Louder milk, there. yeah. Really verbal cows. Uh, so I, first of all, I'd like to say that uh, my uh, true beliefs on uh, Hitler—he should have just been castrated from the first moment that he spoke. So I just want to get that out there for people who are like that, Jeff. Jeff's an a-hole. He thinks, uh, you know, Hitler was fantastic. Look at you, Cavi. You're stumbling into Zach territory, caveating. I know. Which leads to a great question. Knowing what we know about Hitler now, should we uh, killed Hitler as a baby? That's our philosophical debate for next week. Go ahead, Jeff. Wow. Uh, So I've been consuming, just started last night, I ran into this show, uh, The New Pope. And it's with John Malkovich. But I... I'm watching it. I'm like, okay, Jude Law's in the first episode. Oh yeah. And then I went back and I'm like, wait a second. There there's got to be more to this. It seems like I'm in the middle of something. And I went back and there was the young pope and it's Jude Law as the new pope of the Catholic Church and it I've only watched a f- the first couple of episodes and it's intriguing and 
the things that he he like starts off by he had this dream of he's up and he's giving his first speech to the people in the Vatican and he's you know saying you know we you know one thing we've forgotten we've forgotten about you and God would never forget about you and you know we never want to forget that God is we love God and God loves people and we will never forget you so and he kind of and all of a sudden he shifts gears and he says, and we also will not forget abortion and will not forget getting divorced and like as a positive. And he's just like going on and on and on. And they're just showing pictures of the cardinals and the bishops just like fainting and like, oh my gosh, it's it's like World War Three in the Vatican. And all of a sudden he wakes up and I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep watching this. <laughs> anyway, I watched a couple episodes, and I will continue tonight and uh, get back to you on the young Pope. As I moved into the new Pope, which I really like John Malkovich. So I both I like both of those actors and the fact that they're very, they're, they're, they're getting very close to the flame um, of Catholicism and uh, Christianity and... Uh, what the what that position is and an argument with my wife not an argument a discussion with my wife about like what is the pope like what is the pope's job like what does the pope stand for I'm like well they're it's kind of like the head of the catholic church as close to god as you can get i, I that's the best i had i had nothing more than that but um I, I'll, i'm i'm kind of excited to to watch more of those episodes tonight. So that's what I've been consuming recently. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brah. Cool show, Jeff. My- <laughs> that- I don't know why I did that voice. My son started driving. Oh. That's a side note. He just disappears. And I'm so happy. He just like, boom, gone. I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm very, the kid is, he's a fantastic kid. Mm-hmm. And the fact that now he has his license and he's just out and about, he, he's like the, f- the first day he had his license, <laughs> the shifter of a 65 bug just snapped off. Oh my God. And he had the wherewithal to cruise down a main street in San Clemente and like, just get enough speed to pull into a parking lot in a packed parking lot with no spots and just kind of cruise into one spot and then some guy came out and he's like, hey, you can't park behind my Tesla. And the guy, he's like, oh, my, he held up his shifter. Like, I really, I mean, hey, what do you want me to do? He's like, could you here. just move it back? And he called me. He's like, um, dad? I'm holding my shifter. Yeah, right. I'm like, all right. All right. I'm coming down. But it was, it's kind of just been fun seeing, I'm like, oh my gosh, I got a 16 year old and he's, he's a healthy kid. Like he's, his brain is moving and shaking. So I, I, it's, uh, it's just fun to see the, the firstborn kind of go through challenges and figure it all out and and just little things. And, man, he's got a bigger brain that he thinks a whole lot mm-hmm. more than I give him credit for. And I, every once in a while, I'm like, uh, I, think I'm, I think I'm outwitted here. I'm like, <laughs> so. The student. What do you think about that, old man? <laughs> I'd, uh, uh, I got to go drink. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's like, I noticed that about you. You've got a problem, Dad. <laughs> Student becomes a master. <laughs> All right, well, let's land this shit. Yeah. All right. Let's Wait. end it on a high note. Ah! <laughs>
Uh, yeah, thanks for listening, Lister. If you want to get in touch with us, you can check us out on all socials at Bros Bibles Beer. You can email us brosbiblesbeer at gmail.com. Or if you want to leave us a voicemail, <laughs> anchor.fm slash BBB pod. Thank you, listener. And hey, um, you email us. Somebody did email us oh. that moved out here locally, and I shared it with you guys, but I still haven't responded to that individual um so apologies to that individual in case he is listening he talked about maybe meeting up for a beer uh nope, that was a twitter that he, was a twitter thing and they had he had zero followers such a and remember we wanted no the different was, guy different guy another guy wants to give he, us beer yeah wants to meet up with us and, and he, give us beer he moved out here from nashville i think and he wanted to meet for coffee oh um, which yes. means like when somebody says coffee, I still hear beer. So yeah. we'll find a spot where everyone coffee can be flavored uh, beer. assuaged. So we'll we'll figure that out. I'll, I'll respond to you, gentlemen. My apologies. But yeah, hit us up. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you're consuming. Uh, in what ways are you... Um, I don't know. In what ways are you a problem for people that you go to church with? Go ahead and tell us that. I don't know what that means. That's Just a good one. It. I like that. And... What's and the problem with your church? If you could name one thing. No, I think I nailed it. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I will I say this. I don't think you nailed it hard enough, Zach. Uh, if you like this podcast, tell one other person this week. Share it with them. And and it's also it's great if you just do it via text, like through the app, whatever podcast app you have. Just find an episode that you love, hit that little share button and text it to them because I think that's the easiest way that people if someone sent me something like that if you guys recommended a podcast to me and told me to go look it up i'd be like nope i'm not gonna do it but if you would have sent me the link and, I, mm. and all i gotta do is tap it and listen i think i would have done it so listener yeah find someone you like tap that pod or even better find someone you don't like yeah <laughs> or that you think might you're such an a-hole you should listen to this podcast yeah and send it to him that's your homework Thanks. yeah thank you yeah thank you jeff Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Scott, for not coming because you wouldn't have added anything. That's not true. <laughs> Scott always adds something, and I miss you vehemently. And that's the truth. So I say grace, peace, cheers to you guys grace, and to peace, all of cheers. our listeners. All right. Once again, uh, I never said, hi-ho, Hitler. Noted.